You know, there are many things that go on in all of our lives, as I said, and we arrive at church with many different thoughts and feelings. Some of us are very excited to be here, some of us not so, some of us just didn't want to come. And God knows how we feel and he knows where we stand before him when we arrive, before we arrive. And we've often used the prayer, the palms down, palms up prayer. And so as we begin this morning with the many different things on our mind and in our lives, I would invite you to just have a moment of putting your palms down onto your knees and thinking of all those things that are going on, the things you've brought with you, the things you're worrying about or going on to after this, the things that are concerning you. And then in a moment we'll raise our palms upwards and offer these things to God and ask God to meet us in them. So let's just have a few moments with our palms down on our knees. We, we started a series in the book of John last week. We are continuing it this week and I'd like to invite John to come up and read from the book of John this morning. Uh, John chapter 1, beginning at verse 43. Jesus calls Philip and Nathanael. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we found the one Moses wrote about in law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Thank you, John. You know, it's amazing how fast news travels when something different is happening, when an event is taking place or a famous person is rumoured to appear or something out of the ordinary is about to happen where we are, news can spread remarkably quickly because if you're excited about something, you want everyone to know what has happened. We've all experienced rushing home to see someone because we want to tell them something that we've experienced. And so here at the beginning of the book of John, when the word becomes flesh, as we looked at last week, when Jesus, the Son of God, makes his home on earth and begins to make his presence felt, it's really not surprising that the news of this event starts to spread very quickly. After all, people have been waiting for something like this for years. They knew about God's plan, the plan of the promised Messiah, of the chosen one, of the one who was going to come and rescue God's people. And no doubt, over the years, as with everything else, there had been many false alarms, rumours of the Messiah that actually turned out to be proved untrue. But now, it seems that there's a real chance that God's promise is actually coming to pass. 
And so now word was spreading around the region. First, John the Baptist encountered Jesus. Then one of his disciples, Andrew, met Jesus. The first thing that he did, it says, was to find his brother Simon, who came to see who Jesus was. Then Jesus encounters Philip and calls him to follow. And Philip straight away went and found Nathanael and told him. Word was spreading, you see, and people were coming to see who this person was. And if indeed he was the promised one of God. Everyone was excited and inquisitive because they'd heard rumour and they wanted to see for themselves if this rumour was true. John the Baptist declared Jesus to be the Lamb of God. Andrew believed this, and Simon believed this, and Philip believed this. But Nathaniel, well, he struggled to believe this. Philip was excited to tell Nathaniel. He burst in and he proclaimed, We found the one that Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Philip was excited and he couldn't wait. He went to Nathaniel. He wanted to spread the news. But Nathaniel was cynical. This good, upright, honest man, this man who'd been waiting for the Messiah, he was sceptical about these rumours that were spreading. Unlike everyone else, he wasn't excited. He didn't want to tell others. In fact, he simply couldn't believe. Nazareth he said. Can anything good come from there? You know, when I was younger, I went to a junior school called Cooper and Jordan Junior School, because it was started by Mr. Cooper and Mr. Jordan, I presume. It was a Church of England junior school, and my mum taught there, so I couldn't really go anywhere else, so I went there. And we had a rival school called Leeswood Junior School. There were lots of schools in the area, Red House, you know, lots of different schools. But Leeswood, well, this was the school that we were great rivals with. And I used to play netball, I say, play. It was sort of like I'd run around going, yes, yes, but didn't really want to get the ball, you know, that kind of netball. And every now and again, we would have competition with other schools, Red House, different schools, and then we'd have competition with Leeswood. Well, everyone would come and watch us when we played Leeswood, because Leeswood, to put it nicely, were scum. We didn't like Leeswood. You went to Cooper and Jordan, you went to Red Hasp, but you didn't go to Leeswood. You don't touch Leeswood with a barge pole. We don't like Leeswood. Turns out we always used to lose against them at netball, but anyway, and nothing to do with not liking them, believe me. But, you know, no one could say anything good about Leeswood at our school. You know, I found out the other day that actually Leeswood Junior School is a very good school. It has a very good Ofsted report. But you can't tell me they're good. I will never believe it. And anyone who went to Cooper and Jordan, no, Leeswood wouldn't believe it. Because, you know, when you grow up with a local rivalry... Whatever you hear to the contra about that place, that person, that area, you're not going to believe it, because it simply can't possibly be true. And similarly here, Nathaniel felt the same. You see, he was born in Cana, 
And Canaan was a village just north of Nazareth. And the two villages had a fierce rivalry. They didn't like each other. To those in Cana, Nazareth was a useless place, not a patch on where they lived. So when Nathanael heard the news about Jesus, that he had come from Nazareth, he couldn't possibly believe that this was true. Having grown up in a rival village, he was cynical about the news that Nazareth was the place that the Messiah had come from. So Philip, knowing he's not going to win this argument, invites Nathaniel to come and see for himself. Well, come and see, he says. If you're so cynical, come on, come and see if you think it's the Messiah. And so being inquisitive, like everyone around, Nathaniel follows. He goes to see this Jesus who had come from Nazareth. And when he sees Jesus, Nathaniel is bowled over. He arrives with his questions and his cynicism and his disbelief. But when he encounters Jesus, Nathanael is amazed. Because when Nathanael sees Jesus for the first time, he suddenly realises that Jesus has seen him first. And not only has Jesus seen him, but Jesus knows Nathanael completely. You see, as Nathaniel approaches Jesus, Jesus says to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Or if you like, as Nathaniel comes to meet Jesus full of cynicism, Jesus recognises who he really is as a good man, an upright man, an honest man, an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And Nathaniel is like, how do you know that? You've never met me. How do you know what my character is like? And Jesus replies, well, I saw you while you were sitting under the fig tree before Philip called you. I saw you. I know who you are. Now, you know, whether Jesus was referring to the fact that he saw Nathaniel doing something under the fig tree, often people would study on a hot day, they'd sit under the shade of the tree, and Jesus might have seen him doing that, or he might have seen him doing something nice to someone else and, and drawn a conclusion. We don't know what the fig tree reference is, but what we do know is that even before Nathaniel had got to Jesus, even before he met him, even before he realised that Jesus was actually there... Jesus had seen him, and in seeing him, he knew exactly who he was, what his character was like, the person that he was. You know, I used to know um, a couple of magician people, and one of them was called Pete, and he used to do this trick where he got someone to blindfold him, and he sat there, and he picked out three people before he was blindfolded, and said, I want you to put three things into this plastic bag that say something about you, or they're precious to you. And then he'd get blindfolded and people would put in like a watch or a letter or something, you know, a handkerchief that was embroidered. And then he'd zip up this little bag and, and then when he was blindfolded, he'd hold the edges of the bag and he'd turn it around and he'd turn it around. And then he would tell the person three things about them based on what they put in the bag. He didn't touch what was in the bag, he couldn't see what was in the bag, but he was spot on. And we'd all sit there going, I know it's a trick, but it's a bit freaky, isn't it? Because he actually seems like he knows all about these people. You know, and 
even though it's a trick when magicians do it, it is amazing because generally people only know what we want to tell them. You know, people don't find stuff out about us unless we choose to reveal it in some way. And so it's no surprise that Nathaniel was amazed at what Jesus knew. In fact, following Jesus' revelation, Nathaniel declares what no one else has yet realised. He says, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Because, you see, Jesus hadn't just guessed a few things about Nathaniel's life based on some clues that he'd seen and a clever conclusion he'd come to. He hadn't just put things together. Jesus had really seen Nathaniel. He'd seen past his cynicism and his questioning and his disbelief. He'd seen past all the things that other people failed to see past. And he'd seen who he really was. And in seeing him, Jesus showed that he knew Nathaniel completely. And you know, this really is very rare because as human beings, as I said, we're good at hiding ourselves or presenting a wrong impression of ourselves to others. There are times when we show what we're really like, you know, we get a little bit stressed or a bit upset or overly excited and suddenly something of us comes out. But generally, people very rarely get to see the real us inside. Because let's face it, most of the time we don't actually fully know who the real us is inside. We spend most of our life being confused. And yet here Jesus shows through his interaction with Nathaniel, that he knows us completely. Could you see, when Jesus saw Nathaniel, when he saw him under the fig tree, he didn't simply see what Nathaniel wanted him to see. He didn't see what he didn't want him to see. He didn't see the character he'd created for everyone else to see. He saw who he actually was. He saw his heart. He saw his true character. So that when Nathanael approached Jesus, Jesus saw the man who was created in the image of God and he invited him to come and experience more of what God had to offer. And you know, I love this. I love this because at the end of the day, however much we try to hide it, our deepest desire as human beings is to be fully known to be fully known by someone and fully understood by someone. And what's more, to be fully accepted by the person that we're known by. And here Jesus shows that this is what he does for us. That even as we tentatively approach him, even as we begin to get to know him, even as we're far away from him, he already knows us completely because he has seen us. And in seeing us, He sees past the things that we struggle to get past, our faults and our failures and our cynicisms and our questions and our disbelief. And he sees who we really, truly are. Not the us we portray to ourselves or to others, but the men and women created in the image of God. And just like when with Nathaniel, when Jesus sees us, he doesn't condemn us or judge us or disapprove of us. He doesn't notice information about us, collect it and then make a judgment. He sees our heart, he sees our character and he loves us completely. Do you know, I used to hear people say that when I was sitting listening and they'd go and he loves us completely and I'd think, yeah, well, maybe everyone else. 
thought, you know, possibly not me. But he loves each one of us completely because he knows us completely. And in loving us, he invites us to experience more of what he has to offer. You know, we're going to share communion together. And it's a place where Jesus invites us to meet with him. Of course, he can meet with us anywhere. But it's a place where God has promised to meet with us. That when we gather around the table, that when we eat and drink, that Jesus will meet with us. And it's good to know that as we approach this table, that we can't hide anything from him. We can't present an outward appearance that God will be fooled by because he knows us completely. And it's even better to know that as we approach this table, he loves us completely. He will receive us, accept us, and invite us to find out more about the God that we worship. Let's spend a few moments in quiet before we come to communion together. So as we go from here, may we be people who know that we are loved, that we are known completely and loved and accepted completely. And in knowing this, may we live lives that show others this is true for them too. And may God bless us and keep us and walk with us. Amen. Please be seated.